Did you grow up around here? I did, yeah, Northern Virginia. So, yeah. did you see the sequel, Annie 2, Miss Hannigan's Revenge, which opened at the Kennedy Center to I, I worldwide not, disastrous reviews? I did reviews? not see that. Okay. No, my folks did not take <laughs> us to that. It apparently was... Yeah, it opened in December of 1989, and <laughs> it, it it died on the vine, basically. <laughs> with, well, of course it did. With a title like Miss Ann- Hannigan's Revenge. Annie too. <laughs> Annie too, right? Whenever my world falls apart, I never lose hope or lose heart. Whatever the form of the storm that may brew, not with you to lean on, darlings, you. Hello and welcome to The Original Cast, a podcast about original cast albums and the people who love them. I'm Patrick Flynn. My guest today is a Helen Hayes Award, multiple Helen Hayes Award winning actress and DC theater icon, let's say. It's Holly (laughs) Twyford, everybody. I'm just making her uncomfortable right from the beginning. That's my job. Icon. There you go. Sure. (laughs) What does it even mean, right? Good. How you doing, Holly? I'm all right. Thank you. Good to see you. Yeah. And uh, you're here to talk about... I'm here to talk about Annie. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I love you. Tomorrow, you're always a day away. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I love you. Tomorrow, you're always a day Are. <laughs> yes, you are. Greeted with that big, bright red LP as you I walked in know, the door. I know, Annie. A new musical, it says. Mm-hmm. So this was in 1977, I guess. How did Annie come into your life? How did Annie come into my life? You know, I really, I don't know how it began. So let's see, in 1977, I was uh, not yet 10. And... Um, and so it was sort of the perfect age for me. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I was an orphan, but I, um, <laughs> I, you know, all of these girls on this album, I just, um, they had some, it had some sort of impact. I don't know what it was. I, I, you know, in, in retrospect, what was it that spoke to me about it? I don't know. Um, well, spoke to everybody about it. I mean, it was a massive hit. It was a massive hit. Yeah. And but I I can't help but think that part of why it was such a hit was that cast. Oh gosh. I mean, yeah. the cast on this album. Oh yeah. Beginning with Andrew McCardle, of course. Of course. Um, but Dorothy Loudon is always Dorothy Loudon. Always who I go to. <laughs> oh recording. my god! And you know, you can find on YouTube them performing at the Tony Awards well, the... in 1977, and Dorothy Loudon <laughs> is hilarious. Well, they did. What was so funny about the Tonys that year to me is because I watched, I went back and watched them. They did three songs. I know. And um, it was an entire they, like, they, like the Tonys just sort of sa- said like, like they're going to win everything. Right, exactly. So and this is what you want to see. It was so as, here it, you as go. though Hamilton would just took over. Just, the yeah, it really right, is. Right, if they just let Hamilton just song. do everything. And yeah. like Reed Shelton is up there like narrating, narrating the show. I know. And they do, you know, they do Easy Street and Tomorrow, which make a lot of sense. But they also do You're Never Fully Dressed Without a Smile, which is I mean, it's a good song, but it's not like the hit song you kind of want it's not it's the hit weird. song although it really showcases the girls i think 
you know. Yes, I mean, like, absolutely, it does. It was a slow year, though, also for musicals. I, I discovered looking back because um, it was Annie, obviously. Happy End is that show you know? Happy End. Happy End is. I, uh, I, I thought that was. Well, right. That's the. There are lots of things. Happy. End. <laughs> Happy ends a Kurt Vile, Bert right. Brecht. Yeah. Yeah. Right, exactly. That, okay. So that okay. was up. That was up for best musical. I'm sure also. that was a big hit. You know. And I love my wife was the other show I've that year. I've never heard of that. I've Cy never Coleman. Heard of that one. It's Cy Coleman and uh, Michael Stewart musical, and um, where two married couples who have been close friends since high school find themselves contemplating a menage a quatre. Oh, super exciting! So wow. uh, yeah, so that's a little different. Like from I Annie. said, Slim Pickens, <laughs> and uh, and the other the other musical that year was Side by Side by Sondheim. Like that was oh, okay. those are the four okay. musicals up for best musical. So okay. it was kind of a slow year. So it makes sense right. to give the show over to Annie from a tourism standpoint. It's just super unusual to be like, listen, this is the show that's going to win the award. So here you go. Um, and yeah, it was just, it's a funny, something they definitely don't do, they wouldn't do now. Right. Uh, kind of no matter what. Right. But for those who don't know, let's back up a second here and say, can you think you could summarize the plot of Annie for the audience? The plot of Annie, as as told to us by um, by who? By um, Reed Shelton. At the, uh, uh, Reed, no, I was <laughs> oh. going to say, not Reed Shelton, no, but... Um, who wrote the book? It's... Um, oh. Um, uh, Thomas Mann. Yeah, Thomas Mann. Um yeah, so Annie is an orphan, um, and she um, dreams about being reunited with her parents, maybe far away. And um, it's very difficult at the orphanage. It's a yeah. hard knock life, as a matter of fact. <laughs> um, especially because the the woman who runs the orphanage um, is the the um, mean old alcoholic Miss Hannigan. Right. Little girls, little girls, and um, and so let's see now. How does it come about? I think it comes about as a bit of a publicity stunt because we're in the thirties, right? So we're, so we're in, the, the in the in the in the de- during the depression, right. and um, and Oliver Warbucks is uh, the richest man in the world, I think, according to according to him. the story, yeah, uh, according to the story, and. Um, and I feel like it's a publicity stunt. Is that right? That he yeah. is going to take an orphan in, right? Um, and uh, you know, for the weekend or right. something. And uh, so they they find an orphan, and it's of course it's Annie, it's Annie. <laughs> um, because she's got the best voice. No, um, and uh, because she's cute, probably. Right. And um, well, because there's this weird moment. Like Annie escapes. And get that's where Andy meets Sandy. Sandy. That's right. She she, and then she tries gets, to escape in the laundry yeah. or something or other. Yeah. And then she gets brought back, and that's kind of how I think because she's so much trouble. Miss Hannah is right just like there. Take that one. Like, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. Get that one out of here. It's yeah. that now. See, I haven't seen the play since. Well, it's probably, been it's been fifteen years at least for me, if not twenty. I'll since bet I've seen that it. I saw it. I could look it up probably because I remember the name of the the girl who played Annie. Um, I'll bet it was in 1980 or something of that ilk. Um, and but I've seen the movie more recently mm-hmm. because my daughter likes the movie. Mm-hmm. And in the movie, yeah, things are different in the um, movie. Yeah, and in the movie, Miss Hannigan doesn't want Annie to go have a good time. Right. But but Annie sort of convinces with her pluck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so she goes to Oliver Warbucks, who's, you know, a cold, hard businessman. Right. 
and um, and a Republican. Right. And um, and of course she melts his heart. Mm-hmm. And all of the people that work at the at the mansion and uh, lots of people work and lots of people lots of people work there (laughs) and they dance and sing they do and yeah and uh and she (laughs) thinks she's gonna like it here and um and then uh so let's see i can't remember when fdr appears um yeah that's things get a little it's a little interesting because because she's got some this is, I think, a reprise of Tomorrow. <laughs> right. Well, because she sings Tomorrow. Because she's basically saying, you know. It's going to be okay. It's going to be she okay. She kind of creates the new deal. You know, she does. <laughs> <laughs> she does. She creates the new deal. And, yeah. And FDR. Makes everyone sing. It was my favorite scene. Makes, makes his whole cabinet sing. Republicans too, right. Oliver. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, he, when, when Daddy Warbucks' heart is melted, he decides he's going to find Annie's parents. He makes this crusade. That's right. And that's how she ends up on the radio show. That's right. I don't know why FDR is there. That part I don't remember. But that's all Because he, I think he's giving, a, he's giving an address maybe yeah. to, to the people. Because she's got half a locket around right. her neck. Right. And the other half is with her parents. Is with her parents who are going to find her. Right. Someday. Someday. They'll come back for her. Um. Unfortunately. And <laughs> right. And so that is when uh Miss Hannigan yes. and her sort of con man brother Rooster and his, and his girlfriend girlfriend Lily St. Regis. Lily St. I can never remember Lily the Saint character. Regis. I always I just think and his girlfriend Bernadette Peters yeah. go out. That's all I ever think. I'm just like, oh, it's Bernadette Peters. Not it, now in the original though. Not no, no, it's Bernadette not Bernadette Peters, Peters on stage. It wasn't the yeah. movie though, correct? Um, it, yeah. it was in the movie. Yeah. Yes, yes. Oh my God, in the movie it was it was uh, Carol Burnett. It's Carol Burnett. Um, yeah. Tim Curry. I know. It's and such a great Bernadette cast. Peters. It was an Easy Street was was genius. But, yes. Um, but they these Dorothy Loudon and they were that oh, was no slouch either. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they sing about Easy Street and how this is going to be their ticket is that they're going to pretend to be Annie's parents. Right. And, and get the reward. Get the reward from Oliver Warbucks. Right. Yes. Yes. And then. And then hijinks ensue. Well, and then hijinks ensue. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. And it ends It ends pretty much how you expect it to end. With the unfortunate. I mean, it's not unfortunate because you know that Annie's going to end up with Daddy Warbucks. So. Yeah. Her parents are dead. Is the sort of it, that's the reveal? The sort of, they yeah, we discover. don't really talk about that too much, right? That her parents yeah, are. dead. I don't think they talk about it too much. They no, died they, in a fire. Am I making that up? Something like that. They, they're whatever it is. I remember thinking when I saw it, they die in such a way where you're like, oh, they're dead. There's, it's not like there could be some kind of like disappeared. You know, they're right, actually like, right, yeah, right. And Miss Hannigan's arrested by the Secret Service. Is she? Really? Yeah. It ends with, I mean, it, it ends in that very, like, neat bow. Miss Hannigan, like, all right, the con right, people right. are arrested. Roosevelt founds the New Deal. And Annie put, gets her hair right. permed and puts on the red dress. Right. All of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, all of a, sudden a, she's got red hair. Right. And B, it's permed. Yes. yes. <laughs> and she's out. And, uh, and, and yeah, and that's how it ends with the New Deal for Christmas. And a happy the, Christmas. And then, and then there, the, and the, the orphans sing a really happy Christmas song. Right. Where they pretend to be reindeers or right. something like that. And I it's think. not, it's kind of got that weird, like, Peter Panish ending where you're sort of, I remember thinking, so are all the orphans going to go live with 
Daddy, what I about because the orphanage now, the person running the orphanage is, is in prison. In prison, yeah. So how are we going to figure that? I think out? that he might. After all, he's the richest man in the world. He is. So I yes. think he can afford them all. Untouched by. Yeah. <laughs> I'll buy all of them. <laughs> what? Oh no. Okay, Even I'll, Pepper. I will take care. Even Pepper Even with Pepper. her bad attitude. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Well, she's 12, and that's, you know. She is, as we know. As we know. That's a tough age. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's, yeah, so that is pretty good. It's a, it's, it is, it does have a lot more of a plot, I think, than is remembered. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's it's a very plot. There's genuine, there's genuine dialogue. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. genuine, there's genuinely a, a book yeah as they say in the yes, yes, theater yes. business absolutely yeah. which i believe it won a tony for and 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 we can all now we we, we can go and see this musical very soon at yes the only theater at the Center. only theater which is another fortuitous yes. reason we chose this yes, yes. right so, with um, I'm excited to... is rachel zampelli playing miss hannigan she's playing miss hannigan and uh, kevin McAllister is playing oliver warbucks right and uh, Tony Award winner Wilson Jermaine Hereda is playing Rooster. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's I, quite I'm, a cast. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm yeah. Excited. It's going to be good. Yeah. It's funny to me also though that this this show you know opens in '77 on Broadway is a phenomenon, and ran for 2,377 performances, which is a, a grip. And uh, and then went on and did tours and tours and, and tours. tours and tours and tours yeah. and regional for you know and yeah. your community theater's done it I swear and then the movie and then well see now that's what's interesting to me because the movie was n- though I think it is beloved now was not a success when it came out is that right it was not yeah it was not well received critically it was financially I think not a success because it famously went wildly over budget with these huge set pieces and uh, kind of and, couldn't and make a, its money and back. And heck of a cast, yeah. too. So. And it was directed by John Houston and, yeah. you know, Albert Finney plays uh, right. Daddy, Daddy Warbucks and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. rankings in it. I mean, it's got yeah. a really great cast. So here's a little tidbit. I, if I'm not mistaken, I auditioned for that movie. For Annie? Yes. Wow. Yes. That's a pretty big tidbit. Yeah. <laughs> Tell well, me more, I tell was, me more. I mean, I was just obsessed with, mm-hmm. you know. Was there an open call? Oh, oh uh, of course. Yeah, for the orphans. Call. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously nothing came of it. That The open call was right. was it. Um, but uh, but it was kind of fun. It was kind of fun to sort of. Yeah. Um, what did you have to do, 16 bars in a dance call? Like, how did they? <sighs> Lord. Uh I just remember being in a really big room mm-hmm. in some hotel in Tyson's Corner. Right. And uh, with a thousand other kids. With a thousand other little girls. And. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right, because it'd be all girls, too. So oh, they, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. I know, what a nightmare. But um, <laughs> in re- had I known what a nightmare it was. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so that didn't uh, that didn't uh, that didn't pan out, but that's but that's okay because you know, um, yeah, there's nothing that's ever come close to this cast, mm-hmm. and and I see other you know I've 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 seen YouTube's and various things of it's had other, some famous people in of, it absolutely yeah, you know oh I mean even I mean, Car- yeah, even taking enough. over for Andrew McArdle oh yeah. Some, Sarah Je- most famously, I think Sarah, Sarah Jessica, Jessica Parker. Parker yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. There's all kinds of. I mean, the show ran. Obviously, it's had famous, all kinds of famous. The people poor being... girl who played it when I saw it. Oh yeah, was very very good. However, on the way to the theater, 
um, you know, there's that panic of, do we have the tickets? So right. my dad is driving to the theater and my dad says to my mom, do you have the tickets? And my mom, Which is absolutely the time said, to ask. you know, <laughs> like panic. And Sue's, and so then mom says, yeah. And, and my dad is driving and looking at the tickets at the same time. And he says, he says, wait, take, take a look at those tickets. And they're front row center seats. Right, exactly. Wow. So literally, I was, you know, yeah, five six feet, feet or yeah. something from the stage. And this poor girl, in retrospect, had to endure me sitting there singing along. Oh, yeah. For every song. I'm sure she had that every, every song. performance. No, and I remember yeah. her at one point sort of looking down. And now as an actress, I, you know, yeah. we go backstage and we see, oh my God, did you see that person in the front row doing blah, blah, blah? <laughs> or did you see the well, guy okay. doing such and such? In, in fairness. And so there they were. Right. But going backstage saying, oh, did you see that little brat in the front row singing along? there's a the difference between a child going to see Annie and singing along in the front row and like and a grown it, man picking his toes it's true well true but I was, oh it's i was going to say somebody sitting at signature yeah. singing along to a little night music like that's a whole different <laughs> there's a different true. level there and that also happened ps but <laughs> i believe it happened <laughs> i'm just like i would go backstage and go god i wish that kid wasn't singing along but i know it is what I it know, is i know but uh, anyway yeah. i still feel bad that is, oh, about yeah. that so kathy joe kelly if you're out there listening i apologize <laughs> singing along with you and you were great you were great oh good okay oh yeah oh they were great yeah yeah you have great. to be yeah um nobody was gonna live up to andrew mccardle no it's, you know? just, it's funny how how i quickly she became and that's what i was iconically say. Annie. When, as i as i you know over the years have youtubed various annies mm-hmm. um n- nobody really can match that voice. Yeah, it is. It, it was very it specific. So full and so um, and so. What's the word? I mean, it, it was mature. It was yeah. Uh, it was so much more than should have been coming out of that little little girl. Yeah, and uh, it was really. Which is what you say. Like part of the reason the show, I think, was a phenomenon is they had. The, they had Annie. They had a perfect oh Annie, cause, which the they show really would did. sink or swim on it. And yeah, she's yeah. she's incredible. And I read actually. Um, I was looking at this the other night, and I, you know, I apparently so they did their tryouts right. as they do. I think it was in Connecticut. Yeah, good speed. And uh, and there was a young girl playing Annie, the original Annie, and Andrew McCardle was one of the orphans, and. Evidently, at some point during their, you know, tryout run, they decided that the young girl playing Annie was not mm-hmm. quite, she was too sweet. They oh, decided that's that interesting. she wasn't, that yeah. she didn't have the street smart savvy yeah. to be believable you need to have an as edge. this. Or, you do need to yeah. have an edge. You need to be like, I, I'm also a street kid and, you know. Well, and the guts to like start singing when the president's talking and or to escape from the orphanage. And to yeah. say what you feel and right. just say, you know, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, and so that's when Andrew McArdle was plucked out of the orphan. Wow. Out of the chorus. I don't know who she, I want to say she played Pepper. That would make a lot of sense. But um, that would make sense mm-hmm. actually. And so, um, and so there she was. Because she's also a little old. 
than the Annie's that came later, or at least in revivals she? I've seen. She seen, or at least maybe she just comes off that way to me. She looks, she looks older. I wonder how old she was when she. Then did. I mean, if she was playing Pepper, she would have been a little somewhere older. in the neighborhood of twelve. That's true. And Annie's, which one of the reasons maybe that like productions of Annie I've seen, especially at like community theaters, they, they cast like an eight year old or a nine year old as Annie, and right? You just and that's don't... that's that's okay for Molly. Yeah, but that's not. But okay But you don't for have Annie. the no. no. So Agreed. like, if if Agreed. Annie's. And it's a tough skate also because you've got this show that's going to run for however long and Annie is going to get older every single day. Right. <laughs> well, so that you must start have, at a certain that, age, I mean, it becomes, if that yeah. 2,000 performances, that's uh, absolutely yeah, what Yeah, she happened. was 40 by the time yeah. it started, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> she took it to London, too. They took her over to London that's when they opened right. over there. She that's didn't do right. the whole thing, but she, I mean, she yeah. wouldn't have anyway, but she did like a month or, yeah. or two months. And yeah, she's, yeah, because she's so synonymous with this show. Yeah. Which is funny that, the show has synonymous actors to me because it is based on like a comic. So it has those iconic, like the characters alone, Daddy Warbucks, Annie, Hannigan, like carry the show. Absolutely. It doesn't really matter who's playing Absolutely. them from a marketing they're, they're, standpoint. They're, they're, yeah. But yeah. they're really meaty, well-written parts and Absolutely. people want to play. I mean, Anthony Warlow played Daddy Warbucks in right. the la- latest revival. They wrote a new song for him. Like it, it's Did that, they really? Yeah. Which is now an option. You I can don't take know. It. That seems um, a There was also a song they wrote for, that. that's a... Uh, let me see if I can I found the for one of the here we go. Nell Carter uh, in the '97 Broadway revival played Miss Hannigan. Played Miss Hannigan. And they wrote I a song that. for her called "You Make Me Happy," which they uh, cut. It, uh, it was it's a, yeah. pretty much a Nell Carter special. The list is incredible: Carol Burnett, Sally Struthers, Kathy Lee Gifford, uh, Gary Beach, like all these right. people who have been, like you say, Tim Curry. Um, no, it's who have been, been in this. Yeah. yeah, these really meaty, meaty parts that are. That are fun to yeah to absolutely. watch and play. I actually got the chance to meet Andrew McArdle. Oh, um, yeah. Thanks to Tracy Oliveira <laughs> because she was doing the, she was pretty doing, much this whole podcast. She, is thanks is to always Tracy, so we'll take it. most things are most things thanks are. to Tracy yeah. Oliveira. Um, she she, uh, she was doing a benefit um, at Studio Theater, and I I don't know whether she happened to mention it, and mm-hmm. I you know. I, I said, well, and you squeed. Who? I did, I did, and uh, because I, you know, I, I just, I mean, let's be honest, I was probably just in love with her. Yeah. Um. But uh. So, but I did get a chance to. Oh, right, that's this, so cool. This forty-some-year-old woman telling another forty or something. You were the best Annie ever. <laughs> Again, I'm sure you know, you're not the I mean, first I person just, to do that. You know, to her. I did. I I did. I quite. I quite gushed over her and <laughs> did not say that I. I'm sure I was in love with you. Um. But um. But and man, she can still sing. Mm-hmm. She. She. I believe it. It's. It's amazing. Yeah. So anyway, it's amazing she was, she's still and around. She still looks gorgeous and still and, like by all accounts well adjusted and all because yeah, like she's yeah. had a career since I, I, she was. It was it was uh, it was very exciting. I mean, she was exciting. She was. I mean, the, I think she does. I think she's a big time on the cabaret circuit. Yeah, my, yeah, yeah. That, that seems to be what, and she pops up a lot. You know, yeah. will pop up in things. Um, well, she also did. Um, there was a movie. About a TV. Judy Garland. Oh, and it was I'm if unless I'm much mistaken, it was called Over the Rainbow. That sounds correct. And you know, n- of course, nobody more perfect. Yeah. To play Judy Garland because nobody, nobody could sing it like that. And and right. and you know, her version is also really 
gorgeous of that song. Wow. And it was a, but it was a biopic. Okay, mm-hmm. so it was not, you know, it was not a remake of Wizard of Oz by any stretch of the imagination. Right. And it was, it was very, you know, parts of it were quite disturbing about Judy Garland's. Oh gosh, yeah. You know, well, she the, had a pretty upsetting difficult, life. Difficult yeah. childhood. And it was just called Rainbow. Rainbow. It's just called Rainbow. <laughs> Of course it was. It's amazing to me. She She's had such a great career. She was 14 when she did Annie on Broadway. 14. And she doesn't look it. No, not at all. Yeah. I wouldn't have said she was that old. Yeah, like yeah. I said, she no, looked a little older, I. but I wouldn't have yeah. said 14. For all accounts, what really makes me happy is that she's not afraid to be Annie in that way. Absolutely. It's so, which is so important. Which is so, <laughs> so important. And frankly, I have to say, you know, I've I've done a number of shows or at least met people around who have done a number of shows, both of those, of with people mm-hmm. who have were famous child stars yeah. or were famous, you know, for being on the love boat or something like that. And a lot of them don't want to acknowledge. There are people that you don't you don't acknowledge that they were on Star Trek. Right. You don't acknowledge that they were on the love boat. Um, various things like that. And and I'm I always love when there's a star um, who says, "Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I did that." Yeah. And um, I, you know, in fact, I assistant directed um, for uh, Richard Clifford when he directed um, Elizabeth at the Folger oh, okay. years ago, and um, and uh, and um, Michael Learned mm. was Elizabeth. And who, of course, those of you who yeah, I was gonna say, listening who remember, some of you sat up she was Ma Walton yeah. on The Waltons, which was like one of the hit television shows of, I guess, the 70s, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and she, um, she is the first person to say, you know what? I put my kids through college yeah. on that show. She said, I poured a lot of coffee out of yeah. that kettle. <laughs> 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 but I just love the fact that she embraces that yeah. that history, and Andrew McCarroll does the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's definitely the healthier I, I just, way. I just respect that so much. I've heard you know? the, the, the actor that popped to my head is um, Ricky Schroeder. I've heard oh. working with him is tricky. You have to call him Rick. Oh, and oh, really? It kind of makes everybody tense. It, right? it's, but it's that thing of like, <laughs> like I'm afraid I'm going to call him the wrong name, so I'm not going to say anything at right? all. And then like nobody's talking to Rick Schroeder. Right, right, you know, right, and it's just afraid like, to say Rick. And then yeah. he's more isolated. And yeah, so it's yeah, it is. And I get it. I, I mean, yeah. I didn't have to go through it. It's a complicated thing, but it's so that seems to be the hallmark of a real of a healthy soul. <laughs> it does. Can... I mean, and I, you you know, and you're absolutely right. I can't relate to it. I oh, mean, gosh. I you know, there was nothing imagine. that I had that um, obviously. But uh, but it it must I mean it must be tough to oh, be yeah. defined and in a certain way. But I just I, I would I, say more. I, it's funny to me that it seems to be more television actors who have trouble with it. Um, maybe because it's week in week out and like it's a lot more work. But I would think that being in a musical like this would be hard because the number of people who must have run up to her and oh started singing God. tomorrow like oh loudly in her face I can't must imagine. have been horrifying. I can't imagine. <laughs> And I, I always yeah. love the reaction probably being like, yeah, that was me. I would never have been one of those because I'm sure, because uh, I knew that I couldn't sing the song. Because the yeah, song I'll was huge. I mean, it's, right. that, it's not only a huge hit show and you're the title role and you're a kid, but it's a huge hit song. It is. Absolutely it massive is. smash song. That yeah. you just, one of those songs you just kind of know. And, and, I, and I feel, 
I feel sad, I guess, when there are people, and I've met many of them, who say, oh, I can't stand that song. I can't stand listening to that song. And maybe they, maybe they're in my age group, and so mm-hmm. they they heard it so many times that they're done with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but it's it's fabulous. It's a good. Song. I, I, mean, I will. So I will say, my, my uh, it gets stuck in your head, <laughs> which is a problem, I think, with or not, depending on how you like right, songs. depending on whether you and wrote I think it or not. there's yeah. certain amount. Right. Well, that's true. Uh, <laughs> and there's definitely people like like I think that can be a strike against a song. Uh, the just the fact that it's earwormy, I think that can bother people. My problem kind of is that it doesn't have a bridge, ah, which is a like it doesn't. There are certain songs that I, that are really good songs, but the more you listen to them and the more you sing them, the more you kind of realize they're kind of circular. Like tomorrow could just kind of never end; it can just kind of play in your so head funny. on an infinite we, loop. I, you know, Helena, my daughter and I were just talking about this, and I was talking about sometimes when it seems like a song is going on for too long. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's probably the same uh, sort of time of many other songs, but they have some sort of, they have a bridge or they have a key change. Now yep. it has a key change. It does have a key change. Very true. And so it does adjust. It goes up, yeah, right. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it, and it has an end, it has a very clear end. It doesn't fade. You it know? does. A lot of those songs, I think, fade out and you sort of don't notice their ending. Yeah. This song has a big finish to it. I think it is also, it's omnipresent. There is also, I mean, there's a certain faction, something we rail against on the show all the time, is people, it's not cool to like Annie, because everybody likes Annie, oh. and I don't, I don't subscribe to that. I'm oh, like, because everyone like likes like. it? It's not cool to like it because hit. everyone there's likes this, it? There's like, this, tomorrow, I think, there is an attitude, especially in, like, oh, theater people, of right, like, right, right. oh, it's Annie, oh, oh it's, it's Annie. tomorrow, oh, it's, meh, you oh, know. Oh, jeepers. And while I do think, yeah. <laughs> And and, and Leaping my, lizards, that's a shame. My reaction to that is always, calm down. Like, it's, you know, whatever. And it, it is a well-written song. You can't argue that, whether you like it or not. It's a really well-written song. And it, But it 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 does need an Andrea McArdle to sing it. It does need yes. it. It does need that yes, yes, yes. powerhouse. Yeah. To, there are certain you know, people where if, like, if you're watching, it, like, I'm going to get up and sing something, and like, when it comes gotta, on the karaoke, you, know, you might go, oh, dear. When you get to the, when I'm stuck with a day, when yeah. it goes get way, you got to have somebody people start that, too Really? High. It's one of those songs I think people Absolute, always start too no, high. You have to start down here, forgetting that Absolute, you're you're gonna have, you're to, gonna go have to go higher, really high, and oh, then man. yeah, absolutely, and sell it. it and you're like, and you're right. It can't be. It it can't. It's got to be a belt. It can't be. There's a I reason. Mean, I barely that understand it's, what a belt is, but that, way. that what is. I mean, yeah. that's what she did, right? And but it, there's a reason they don't they don't have her go for it no, because no, no. It, it's it's it, it, while it does end, it's songs about tomorrow. It should kind of push into the future. You don't want to like. Go this way. You just want to glide there. Yeah, yeah, you want yeah. to kind of slide it off. She's yeah. also singing to a dog. So she's got some things to I do. I know she's singing to a dog, <laughs> What's which the is role, even kids more and pet, don't sweet you, don't put she's kids or animals to the dog. Stage. Yeah. It's going to be better, Sandy. Yeah. <laughs> dog I've just met. <laughs> dog dog I just met who I know is going to be in my life with me. Right. Forever and ever and ever. Because <laughs> I just talked to Dog Catcher out of oh, taking you away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, you pray, and the dogs probably got fleas. Oh, and God, like, it was the 30s. That probably I'm, so dirty, but... I don't know what's wrong with me, but I've recently started to be unable to view shows like this out of their historical context. Oh, Lord. Which, I know, I know. which is bad. That's hard. It's it just hard. happened to me with She Loves Me. I was watching it with my son, the PBS broadcast of it. Loving it, loving it, loving it. And then I kind of went, it's 1932, and we're in Hungary. These people's lives are not going to get better over the next like 
15 years. Like it's going to be World War II and then right. it's going to be the Soviets and it's going to be a lot of problems. Right. And I couldn't get that thought out. Now, of my what, head. Um, when did that come out? Early 60s, like 62. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Watching this, like listening to this again to talk to you today, listening to songs like We'd Like to Thank You, Herbert Hoover, mm. being like, God, these people's lives were rough. We'd like to thank you, Herbert Hoover. You made us what we are today. That's a, a a difficult line to walk, oh, yeah. isn't it, Patrick? Because, I mean, think about Oliver also, mm-hmm. right? So, so you know, here are these like again homeless, yeah, you know, orphans mm-hmm. being taken in by some this you know this old man, yeah. who makes them pickpocket for him, right? You know, and and they're wandering around going, "Calm, city yourself, yeah. at home," <laughs> you know. Um, with all the wonderful fishmongers and yep. the women washing the bottles. Isn't it so much fun being poor? And isn't it so much fun that we're going to now cross over the stinky, like, you know, swampy mm-hmm. between the alleys and go into our little... And get disappeared. Yeah, I mean, it, and, and, but but as soon as you... Cabaret is another good example. Mm-hmm. Of, you know, a very scary time. Although people, I think, I feel like that one... That's kind of the point. It's easier to go to the real dark side if you need to. I feel like it would be, it's harder for Annie and Oliver. Well, Annie. You can't, you. Yeah. Well, abuse against children is bad. I mean, you don't want to see that on, in your theater, especially in a musical comedy, which both of those things are. But Annie above Oliver to me, Annie really runs at, the dark side of its story, it doesn't do it all the way, but more than Oliver does to me. Oliver has this romanticized version, like I say, of being poor and isn't it fun. And you have Bill Sykes, like he's a scary force. But, you know, yeah, there is something about the Artful Dodger and Fagin that makes you kind of go. And you have Nancy that we don't, nobody, a lot of people don't quite understand what Nancy does for a living. Yes, that is true. (laughs) Certainly, hopefully none of the kids in the audience what Nancy does for a living. But in Annie... There is, like, the orphans have a hard life, and it is addressed it's very direct. It's a hard knock life. It's a hard knock say, life. Patrick. But they kind of, they, it's true. <laughs> you might call it, one might say. But they do also, they, they give you specific examples of, like, what their problems are. Their true. life is hard. Yeah. And Annie's life is, I mean, maybe is the song that breaks my heart every time, oh. knowing that her parents are dead. And I think that, I mean, the kids may not know that, but there is like the, I think the adults in the audience are very aware of like, this is, this is not going to happen. This is not going to go yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to mm-hmm. be fine, but it's not going to go the right. way you think it's going to go. Right. And it does have that kind of happy ending. It's not the happy ending that Annie wants. No. But it's it's a great ending for her. It, it and she's very happy with it when she arrives there. But she wants her parents to be alive. She wants to go live with her parents, and she's never going to get that. So there is a certain and also, Hannigan Rooster, are diabolical villains. I mean, and 
fun because they embrace like with lyrics like Mother dear, oh we know you're down there listening. How can we follow your sweet advice too? Like, they really embrace right. their the, the mustache twisty in the best possible way. Yeah. But they are also this other side of the people in Hooverville who are poor and desperate and doing right. Doing they what they can do. Right. They yeah. didn't have to have that scene in there. Right. Frankly. Exactly. They put it in there. That's true. Yeah. And That's so true. More than <clears throat> Oliver has this sort of romanticized version, the British Victorian plucky poor people thing, right. which is damaging to a cultural zeitgeist in my opinion. But Whatever, we'll put that aside. Annie, I think, really... It, the reason it isn't saccharine is because the sweetness is balanced. Like you say, with Andrew McArdle, is balanced by the grit. She's plucky. Yeah. She, but she's gritty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She will do yeah, it's what not needs just to plucky. be done. Right. Yeah. She, she has... She has a balance to her, which is what makes her an infectious character, I think. Like, if she showed up and I think I'm going to like it here and was just like, this is great, and she was either bratty or just sweet and nice all the time. Right. We'd be like, if it was Shirley Temple, we, you'd just hate her. Right. <laughs> right. But now keep in mind, though, that she was a baby. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the story. That's true. That she was a baby sort she of was dropped left off on the, the doorstep right? or With something. half a locket. With half a locket. And uh, so, you know, I mean, the whole m- maybe that's it's all her imagination of what, you know, Betcha yeah. they're young. Betcha right. they're smart. Bet oh, they man. collect things like ashtrays. I mean, it's yeah. like what? They <laughs> she's mm-hmm. just coming up with stuff. She's right. straightening his tie, and yeah. he's paying a bill, and you know, right. the piano just... and all of this. I mean, it's you know, so so that actually, if she knew them and remembered them, there's that would be that'd be super even sad. super yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that'd yeah, be yeah, super yeah. duper sad yeah. I really find it kind of it's weird to me that. It's both her parents left her at the orphanage. Like the, the more logical story seems to me to be that her mother left her at the orphanage. It's true. Uh, obviously, you know, yeah. however you want to do it. But that always felt like yeah. I remember being older watching the show being, <clears throat> and not remembering how it all turned out kind of and being like, so her mom, like, Wait, it was just why? her mom, right? It was like, it was just her mom, <laughs> right. right? Like, right? Like, right? like yeah. Uh, that's a real, yeah. But I think. And that, they left her at the orphanage. Before the stock market crashed. Right. Oh, that's true. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so they left her at the orphanage during the Roaring Twenties. Oh, no. <laughs> that, that, had, that just occurred to me, which is which is funny. I guess they were, maybe they were too busy out doing the Charleston. Oh, and, no. <laughs> her dad is. Or the Lindy or whatever like, she's, it was. It's 1933 and she's 11. They dropped her off in 22, <laughs> the height of the Roaring Twenties. Right, exactly. right, exactly. Things couldn't be going yeah. better. Oh, no. Yeah, they're not oh, coming back, honey. Annie. Yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah, yeah, Gatsby. You're, you're, you were dropped off by Gatsby. But... He's, never, he's never coming back. Oh, no. You know, it does bring up, though, the, the whole orphan, it's funny, we're talking about Annie and talking about Oliver, that there is this fascinating... Um, orphan uh, phenomenon among 
uh, kids, and you've seen this now, you've got kids, mm-hmm. the, the kids, sh- kids movies, mm-hmm. kids shows. Yeah. Um, it's Superman. More the movies. And it, Batman. There is always a, there. there's a parents that die. Mm-hmm. There's parents that were never there. Um, there, I mean, you can yeah. literally go through any <laughs> Disney film. Yeah. Including, you know, the ones with animals. Their, mm-hmm. You know, their parents die as well. Bambi. Um, Bambi being the, one mm-hmm. of the first, exactly. And uh, and it is a fascinating sort of, you know, my daughter's fascinated by orphans. And really, hmm. I mean, she adores Annie. We've never seen it. Obviously, right. we're going to go see the only. Right. But, um, and I sent, you know, I when I used to sing Maybe to her um, before bed. And she loved it, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know if she quite, you know, I didn't really spell it out. So here's right. Annie. Right. Her parents are probably dead. Right. And, she, you know, I didn't like. <laughs> she is denying her but, circumstance to make another child happy. It's she, a delusion thing. Exactly You'll learn right. about she's it when you're 11. She's doing that from little Molly. Yeah, she sings Molly had a bad dream. That's how the show starts. Yeah. yeah. And she sings. Well, Aww. she sings about her parents, not about Molly's parents. Oh, which is, I know. But, but still, still. Whatever. It makes everybody happy. <laughs> <laughs> Except Pepper, obviously. Pepper. Uh, <laughs> Poor Pepper. <laughs> yeah, Pepper's okay. And she's a funny antagonist who kind of never, like, she's in the beginning. And then she comes back, obviously, but she's not, like, she's not Annie's nemesis. She's just sort of another <laughs> point of view. Right. But it does add to that. Like, Well, she's the older, she's harder the older. edge. Right. She's the one that doesn't. Yeah. Well, she's sort of lost hope, I guess. Yeah. And Annie's there to say, hey, there's still hope. But it adds to that dimension, like I was saying. Like Absolutely. She's, no, it does. She gives the whole thing depth. She gives yeah. the group of orphans depth. But I also like that Pepper doesn't go in league with Miss Hannigan or anything. Oh, like it's no, not, no, no. Pepper's not evil. She's just, she's a 12-year-old at an orphanage. Like, that's super hard. Right. Yeah. yeah, well, and so, and the orphans also, you know, the... I'll just keep taking the sunny side part, you know, that sure. they, they, there, do, is the, like... <laughs> there is the whole, you're never fully dressed without a smile. They uh-huh. do this fabulous, you know, and you watch that and you think, oh my God, yeah, it's kind of fun being an orphan in orphanage. You can be with your friends all day long and right. sing songs about Bo Brummelie. <laughs> there you go. Well, and that is the show. It's also, I mean, the show was, uh, my, re- my research indicated something that had never occurred to me. The show was kind of written in response to Watergate. Really? Because there was this sense of the time from Thomas Meehan, who wrote the book, who was sort of the impetus behind the show, that the country was in a de- depressed, and he wanted to write something that was more like upbeat. Depressed psychologically. Psychologically depressed and kind of disparate. Well, and of, because that was back to the Vietnam War. That Yeah. I mean, 76, 70, yeah, there was a rough I mean, period in... Um, in history. We did need some cheering up and hopefully the sun will come out tomorrow. Yeah. Right. And it's, it really, if you view the show, yeah, in, that's it was, it was, very interesting. It was Martin Sharnan's idea. I'm sorry to do the, to, the director to yeah. do the show who brought, who brought it to Meehan. And yeah, it's, it's, he just was like, this is the time right. for this. Like, it's like the depression, but different. Right, right, right. And so let's go. He went back and looked at depression era things to adapt and found Little Orphan Annie. He went, oh, that's really? perfect. Yeah. And I mean, in the in the classic, uh, you know, tradition of sometimes art answering mm-hmm. life, and I mean, there and it can do it on purpose. That's what you know. The the musicals of the of the '40s were absolutely trying to get our minds off things. Yeah, yeah. 
It's yeah. funny that it doesn't happen, not that it doesn't happen today. It happens differently today because I think musicals came out much faster up through like the 80s. So response to political could, uh, could events. Could be more current. Could be immediate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas like, I mean, Hair is a good example of that, like written about 67. Right. It, it opens in 68. Right, like, it's, right, it's, right. It's coming. Um, these days, hairs would take fifth. By the time hair opened, it would be 1980. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their hair uh, would actually be long. Yeah. And what's fun? Right. There you go. And what's funny it, to me is that shows are kind of that are political tend to end up responding to political moments by accident. Like Hamilton being written during the Obama administration is actually an interesting comment on the Trump administration. Absolutely. Yeah. Just by its own existence, right, right, its own right. political statement, like kind of with the line like "immigrants, we get the job done," right? Which you feel is kind of a dig at yeah, Trump yeah, yeah. isn't because it was written years before. Yeah, yeah, that. Obviously yeah. that sentiment existed, but yeah. it's a funny, like the show just by being political can sort of react to its, the political circumstances Absolutely. of the time. No, that's yeah. fascinating. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, of course that's also true in straight plays, you know, there's yeah, yeah. Arthur Miller responding to the McCarthy right, with the crucible. era. And yeah. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, Oh, I didn't know about the Watergate connection. Neither did I. And it makes that's perfect sense. It's really funny that it made, yeah. I went, Oh, of course it did. Like that, right. that makes, that makes perfect sense. They, right. they brought it out for that reason. And right. That people are, are exhausted after, you know, exhausted from this war yeah. that doesn't ever seem to end. And then we've got this corrupt administration. And right. And we need something to pick up our, right, right, right. But it also explains, I think why the show has those darkness moments to it. I mean, I think a song like We'd Like to Thank You, Herbert Hoover wouldn't be in a show when, like, but because because Nixon's president, like, that's a song about Nixon. That's not a song about Hoover. Right, right, right. And if Nixon hadn't been president, that scene would be different. Right, right, like, right. Like, that's, like, yeah, yeah, that yeah. song oh, that's, exists that's as... that's a really interesting point. This is, like, it yeah. was... And it, it, it really does <clears throat> prove kind of the point, it, its own point with Tomorrow being, like, this show takes place 44 years in the past... And things got better for these people tomorrow. And we don't, we just see the New Deal also being like this very democratic, like ideal reaction, being like the democratic president came along and said, Right, exactly. Yeah, and that will happen. Really, in fact, it took World War II. Right. (laughs) But obviously, Carter wasn't wasn't like FDR, but you know, it was that thing of like, this is where where we're all. Yeah. There there is a a future to be excited about. So now, if you're going to see it soon, I imagine, how does that? Are you excited? Are you apprehensive? Like, what's your... Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited, yeah. I mean, you know, Rachel better be good, but no. (laughs) She's going to be great. No, I mean, uh, it's been so long since I sat in the front row and sang along with Kathy Jo Kelly. Right. um, But um, I'm I'm just excited. I just, it's a, I think it's a great story and I do love all the songs. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I probably I might quietly sing along. I'll just mouth the words. I won't actually make right. sound. Um, Helena might. I'll tell her to not sing yeah, out loud because she might want. That's to. hard. Well, the sound systems are better now. She'll be drowned right, out. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So um, no, I'm I'm really psyched about it. I'm really psyched about That's it. That's good. Yeah. yeah. It's a show. I mean, it it, it doesn't seem to have <laughs> left you at all. It's funny to me. You even had other choices. <laughs> When we were talking about what you were going to talk about, right? Well, and I could how... I could be as excited about the other choices also, mm-hmm. but but this I think I mean I think um, I was a girl during this period of time it, at at that age. Um, it just connected, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 
uh, over and over and over again. There was one song, and I can't remember what it was. It was probably Maybe that ended up getting a scratch. And so I couldn't. And so it would skip? It would skip a little (gasps) bit, I think. Yeah. That's a tragedy. I know. I know, but... um, but that was a testament to how, how often yeah, I, I was going to say listen to it. You wore know? the grooves out on it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Wow. Yeah. No. It it uh, it meant a lot. It meant a lot. What is your favorite song from Annie? Oh, that's a horrible question. I Patrick. thought it might be for you. Jesus. Um, what is my favorite song? As I look through them all. And I wonder if it's changed a little bit um, now that my daughter loves the music so much because we sing, you know, we sing I Don't Need Anything But You together. Right. And uh, and we sing, and she loves Hard Knock Life. She loves to pretend to do, not pretend, she loves to do the dishes. I say pretend because it's mostly that just more soap is mm-hmm. used and the dishes aren't actually clean, that clean scrubbed, yeah. but she loves doing the dishes sure. and while she's having a hard knock life <laughs> yeah uh-huh. and um <laughs> so so that's really fun um uh but it's got to be maybe i think it's got to be maybe betcha he reads betcha she sews maybe she It yeah. is. It is a. It's one of, also one of those rare songs to me that works equally well in context and out of context. Like yeah. if a kid just walked up and sang that song, you'd be like, "Oh, sang it well." Obviously, you'd be like, "Oh, that's fantastic." But yeah. it's got so many. Le- I mean, there's so many layers to it. Like I say, so you see it the first time, and you're like, it. "Oh, that's sweet," and then you see it. Like if you see the show again, knowing how it ends, you go, "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah." This is sad. Yeah, yeah. It's heartbreaking. I know. And, and beautiful. And, and it's got a. It's just a beautiful melody. It mm-hmm. really is. And again, and stays in that like interesting that little it's range. Not yeah. a, it's not it. It's it's not a sort of common sound. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's not the way to say it. But um, it. You yeah, mean musically, just, or do you mean musically? It just it just seems like a sort of more interesting melody than. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm? I saying, do. I absolutely sort of? know what you mean. Yeah. Um, when you hear you hear it in the overture, <clears throat> I think it feels for a show that's known for sort of. Showstoppers. It's got a lot of big brassy Charles Strauss yeah, showstoppers yeah, yeah. in it. That's like one hand playing it on a piano, and you'd exactly. be like, "God, that's, that's a beautiful exact, melody." That's exactly yeah, right. Yeah, it's a very beautiful melody to it, and just sort of floats there in a very... yeah. And then those little breaks of, mm-hmm. which are more emotional breaks. I mean, it, it, it's that that part is really 
you know, of course, as, as a primarily um, straight actor. <laughs> and by straight actor, of course, I don't mean straight actor. By straight actor, of course, I mean straight plays. Right. Um, you know, but, but that's what I'm interested in, when, uh-huh. you know, when, uh, with, a, with a song. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. is so attractive about, um, about uh, Sending the Clowns, you know. Um, and, uh, and that's why, you know, watching, um, uh, watching Tracy sing that, uh, Oh man, yeah. every day, a little death. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, so, so maybe has those, it has that, it mm-hmm. has all that. And with those little breaks of betcha they're rich, mm-hmm. betcha they're smart, bet they, I mean, yeah, I'm tearing up just thinking about it because I mean, yeah, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. She's like, yeah. Because there is a certain, on a certain level, you know that she knows. Oh, she knows. Yeah. And. She's met enough adults. Like, and it, yeah. yeah. She knows. And that. she's old enough that she knows it's been so long it ain't going to happen. Yeah. Now. And even if she does. But I she mean, can make it real for Molly. Right. You know. And make her feel better. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be. It, it is an interesting. You just made me think of like how many times she's brought that out for herself or for the other younger kids. <clears throat> To then think of like, how many more times can she sing that song before she can't sing that song anymore? Right. You know, it's that like she's right. 11. How many? Right. How many more days is she going to be beaten down before yeah. she says, "You know what? Screw that." Before she becomes like Pepper. Yeah. I mean, it is that there it is, is no maybe. There's is, no hope. Yeah, it's it all gonna, it ain't it's all happen. bad. Yeah. yeah, and it kind of is a nice motivation to why she escapes. I mean, she breaks out and she's like. I'm not like it, it is a right. very proactive like I'm not going to become mm-hmm. cynical and the only way not to become cynical is to, to go prove that I'm here. right and yeah. you know she doesn't yeah. get very far because she's only 11 but right. it is but she does she does stuff she's yeah. a proactive it's very easy to have a character the lead character to have Annie be a reactive protagonist to have right. her just like brought into circumstances and go la 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 right, and everybody right, right. go oh my god you right. know she she goes and finds her own destiny in yeah. a lot of in a lot of really yeah, cool ways she does. yeah which is really really nice yeah yeah so currently in all, if you're in the DC area at Only Theater right now through December 31st uh, is Annie with past guest Patricia Hurley and and uh, all kinds of other fun people yeah I, yeah well, this is great Holly is there anything coming up for you you can tell people about uh, I am my next uh, project is directing actually I'm oh. going to direct uh, a show called Becoming Dr. Ruth about Dr. Ruth. Dr. Ruth Westheimer. And uh, Dr. Ruth is being played by no, none other than Naomi Jacobson. Oh. Um, and uh, in her first, amazingly enough, her first one-woman show. Um, hmm. And and I shall be directing it. And so that will open sometime in February at Theater J. Oh, okay. So that's my next uh, my next gig. Right on. Yeah. Very yeah, cool. So it should be fun. <laughs> The original cast is produced and edited by me, Patrick Flynn. The original cast is on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at OriginalCastPod. You can follow me on Twitter at UnknownPenguin. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts from the convenience of your iPhone and or check out the original cast on Stitcher if that's how you get down. My thanks to Holly Twyford for coming down and talking to me today. I'm Patrick Flynn, and I can't. I have rehearsal. Hi, this is Brad. And this is Katie. And we're the hosts of Decomposition Decomposition Podcast. Podcast. I think 
considering the material we're working with, that language was neither shocking nor inappropriate. It's upsetting and delightful. Much like this song. Uh, No, this is just rhyming nonsense. Yeah. Here to hyperanalyze all your favorite terrible songs. From Billy Joel to Taylor Swift. And Pitbull to Kiss. We break down what makes these songs so, so good. While they're so, so bad. This is a postmodern commentary on human existence. Mm. Billy Shakespeare did write a whole bunch of sonnets. 154 to be exact. I am not suggesting that this is a good or artistic song in any way. It's not good, but but it's it's great. great. You can find us at decompositionpodcast.simplecast.fm or subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Check out our new episodes every Monday and remember, they're not guilty pleasures if you don't feel guilty.